here for our second guest episode on Daddy Issues. And we brought mom, and mom brought caffeine. That was two times as strong. So we are hella caffeinated, and we're excited to have her here today. (laughs) (laughs) While our dad is usually a main source of subject when discussing our personal and mutual dysfunction, we would like to emphasize the fact that having daddy issues or a father at all is not required to blame poor life decisions on your childhood or to join us in discussion. This podcast aims to create a safe environment for young adults to open up and reflect on how and why they are the way that they are and how to use or lose those behaviors going forward in a light, comical, and laid-back setting. Basically, we get drunk and get real about our choices, and we invite anyone and everyone to join us. We are an all-inclusive space. Childhood Childhood trauma trauma spares no one. Hi, guys. (laughs) The person who gave us some issues and how she got some of her own issues. I thought you were going to say who gave us life but oh she gave us that too she did mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna let her talk now so but we like up? to just focus on the issues it's it's funnier so, i guess you've listened to all of our episodes because you are our biggest fan of course so you know how we start with a little current events story so take it away okay so i guess the the latest thing that's really happened um in my life is that i was out looking for places to rent for me and uh the two girls kind of in a transition period where we're not, you know, they're in school. I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing. I had been traveling. So looking at rentals, couldn't really find anything. And then I went to the neighborhood that I knew I liked and drove around and, oh, there's an open house. Let's go to the open house. Oh, okay. Let's buy the house. (laughs) And I just like, all right, I guess I'm doing that. And then I had complete um, anxiety about it. And um, now she owns a house. (laughs) Now I own a house. And um, yeah, so that happened this week. I mean, I don't actually own it yet, but I've offers been accepted. Everything's in process. So I'm pretty sure I I own a house on March 2nd. (laughs) I think it's important to note that throughout time, mom has kind of always like decidedly done things, maybe not the most conventional of ways, which makes us super unique and awesome yeah I will say I went with her to the open house the house is awesome I'm super excited to live in it and also very thankful because that means I'm getting out of my horrible apartment that is across from concrete cowboy f you concrete cowboy you suck can Uh, you say that um, Why not? I yeah. hate them. Okay. I guess you can. Yeah. <laughs> they blocked my number anyways. Y'all loud as hell. I got students living across the street. It's um, freaking COVID. You're a bar. Don't pretend you serve food. Come on. Screw you guys. Y'all look ass. He's getting a little, he's getting really, really uh, yeah. generous with the insert. Yeah. I like him though. Yeah. Um, I went with her to the open house and it's an awesome house. Uh, and then a few days later, I knew you were stressed about like figuring out if we were if you were gonna get it or not and I asked I was like so what are your thoughts do you think you're gonna like buy it and you're you were like oh yeah I already put an offer in today I was like what the heck I would like to offer up my perspective because I was not there like at the open house and stuff so I'm an outside party um I got a text message from her that was just like omg I might buy a house (laughs) and I was like cool, what? <laughs> Let me see it. And then um, she like showed me or whatever. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. And then she was like, I bought a house. <laughs> 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 and 
so I immediately was like, all right, we're going to hype her up because the panic is about to set in. <laughs> and like, and she was not wrong. Literally get another message the next day or a phone call. Thank you so much for hyping me up. I'm totally freaking out. And I was like, yeah, I kind of anticipated that. But it's seriously an awesome house. And I think it's going to be great for all of you guys to have a place to study. Mom's actually in school too, so just add that to out. add that to the list of things that makes her a badass. Uh-huh. <laughs> so how are you feeling about it now? Have you kind of like <clears throat> I'm I've come to grips with owning the house. It's the whole moving process and yeah. with these guys in school and and they wanted me to do it quickly cuz the people I'm purchasing it from haven't lived there because they're in a, they went to assisted living and so they don't want to leave it set empty and I I get that. So um, just trying to coordinate everything while working and um, going to school, going to school <laughs> and making a promise to Donnie that I would spend a little bit of his spring break with him. And uh, yeah. yeah, there's just a lot going on. So, but yeah. I'll make it work. Like make it work. We always have. Yeah. yeah. Make it work. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope to one day to wake up and just be like, I think I want to buy a house <laughs> and then just buy a house. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty, that's straight goals. <laughs> So. Yeah, hopefully it is. And what, yeah. this is your third house you fourth house you own. Fourth house, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's freaking cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. Like what a time we live and in. Yeah. It is. It's awesome. And it's it's a little bit scary because the also the just political and economic tones of the times. I'm yeah. a little bit nervous. But um fact of the matter is we needed some place to live and uh I figured it. Yeah. will work you know can i just say what's really cool is there's this little pool there's not really even a backyard it's actually kind of like in the driveway that's what i love about it it's like in the driveway it's a really small pool probably like the size of this rug uh-huh. like maybe a little bit bigger yeah. but you can turn it on with the people do not know what size the rug is we're sitting on <laughs> it's like a rug size like 10, rug. Bu- 10 by <laughs> it, 10 it's, by 6 yeah yeah it's like 10 by 6 um, you turn it on with the remote and you go and like it pushes water against you so you just run in and you can exercise or you can swim laps but it's so small that the water is just like resisting you so you can exercise with the resistance it's for like old people yeah have you never seen one of those before no as mm -mm. soon as she sent me the picture i was like yes i can swim in that because i knew exactly what that can you slap me every time i say like um like sure like sure like, I keep we'll saying slap it. it really hard. Here, hey, oh, I thought he was coming over to hit me. <laughs> no, oh my goodness. Sonia. Daddy issues. <laughs> so dark. Oh my god. Mom bought a house. Crazy. Exciting. Exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This Thanks. is going to be awesome. It's all going to be good. Yeah. I'm super excited. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thank you for sharing that story. Yeah. Um, how is this your dad's fault? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my dad. Yeah. He had an obsession with houses, actually, oh, really? because, yeah, he was um, a, in construction and, like, we couldn't even go to a restaurant without, like, having a critique of how the, the, um, 
restaurant was designed or constructed. Yeah, we would have to see all of the flaws. It was definitely pointed out and some positives, but usually the flaws. So interesting. So So does that make you like critique? (laughs) Does that make you critique um, homes more so when you? I was gonna say. I think so. Maybe that is what gives you some anxiety. You bought the house and now you're noticing like. I, now you're noticing the things that could possibly be wrong with it because your dad yes, is always pointing out things yes. that are wrong with it. Well, that and having owned three other houses and knowing the expense and the things that can happen in home. Hey, we're blaming your dad. Yeah, sorry. Yes, but yeah. It's yeah, dad's that fault. Well, that well, I would say probably my parents' fault is a bigger fear is the um, that they lost our childhood house. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, so there's like fear there, just like you were saying mm-hmm. with the economical situation that's going on. That yes. is, yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds yeah. about right. I'm glad I remember to ask because yeah. that was important. Yeah, I think. I think. That's pretty yeah, my my dad was very much somebody who who at times wanted to live above his means, and then mm-hmm. kind of didn't really work out a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, we had the conversation with my brother, and uh, last time I was there about the cycle of poor and poor and rich that went through our childhood it was a it was I'd say an every other year thing so it was you know when I say rich I mean just normal but (laughs) but rich for the for the yeah yeah, poor not poor yes that's probably more accurate yeah so interesting it's really cool because we never got to meet your dad and stuff so I feel like I just learned and actually I'm that's probably why I'm most excited for this episode and to talk to you is because we don't hear about him a lot. He's kind of the unspoken about for the most part amongst our family mm-hmm. because I think he is just so missed that yeah. um, we don't get to hear a lot about him and we missed out on meeting the man that is so missed by everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, all right. So, I guess if I go back to my childhood, it was, my dad was the silly one in the house. Like, there wasn't a lot of um, parenting going on there. He was probably just my mom's seventh child. That was kind of how it was. Yeah, by seven. the way, by the way, my mom is one of six. Our mom, yeah. sorry, is one of six children. Yeah. Second youngest. Yes. And uh, so that's the way I remember him is just kind of being silly and playing with us and, and always being very, like I said, like if he had a dollar in his park pocket, he was going to have to go out and buy something with it. Like, and he would buy, you know, a huge houseboat with a dollar in his pocket and the rest of oh, I will finance it or whatever. And then it just, <laughs> is that a real story? I mean, yeah. Yeah. We, and so we, we did have a couple of summers on the lake and then it sat in our driveway a lot. So yeah. I think then maybe it was repossessed. I don't remember exactly where it went after that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then, um, question. Yeah. Does that make you feel, so the memories you have from, being on the lake in the houseboat, how has that shaped your um, view of money spending? Because I think two people typically have two views. I mean, obviously more, but the two main ones is, like, if you have it, spend it. 
to enjoy life and mm-hmm. to have experiences or to, like save, save, save? Well, I think, I think that initially, you know, specifically when you guys were younger, I tended towards the saving part because I always felt like I needed something to fall back on if anything happened. So I think I tended to go in that direction, but more recently I'm like, eh, I, yeah, I mean, it just isn't, it isn't, uh, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So Mm -hmm. I think I, from our childhood, I know typically more so I think when comparing like our childhood to our friends and stuff, we definitely did more. I feel that you always were. She values um, experiences experiences. more than than, um, physical Physical, things. Yeah. 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 And Mm -hmm. even if maybe we couldn't afford it, if it was an experience that you thought would be beneficial or that would help I can't find words that like would character enrich you guys yeah. Yeah. enrich you guys would yeah. not think mm-hmm. twice about it yeah so mm-hmm. yeah I think that's maybe something that and you got from your dad and yes childhood. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so too you said you had a question you wanted to ask oh we kind of got into it and like it was kind of emotional oh, okay. so I didn't want to but I was just going to start with asking do you think you have daddy issues do oh some people are in denial. Um, no, I I definitely do. I think that um, I didn't know everything about my dad. I was kind of like you know how Carl didn't know some things yeah, for a long time. I was yeah, oh, yeah. I was one of them. You know because uh, we moved to Florida when I was uh, when I was oh gosh when I was starting high school. Same like K moved to Texas, but um, what when I was maybe in sixth or seventh grade, my mom became very sick and almost died and was in the hospital for a couple months. And there was some stuff that went on there that I was completely clueless about. And then fast forward, I'm 25 sitting in a bar with my sister and she told me all of it. And I was like, holy crap, because I put, I was the one that put my dad way up on a pedestal. Yeah. And she just blew my mind, you know, and, um, and that was, I mean, it was, I guess, important that I know that, I guess. I don't know. Because it was because it made it more realistic because I think also I have a tendency to um, to take care of the underdog no matter what they do. Um, you and Sonia are a lot alike. Yeah. And that... That made me realize that um, that sometimes, you know, the person that you're with isn't always who you think they are. Or, you know, you don't know the whole story about anybody, really. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that, that particular conversation that we had, I had, um, I had gone into nursing because I took care of my dad. And I didn't know what else to do with my life. So I was like, oh, that seems like... I'm good at it, whatever, I'll do that, you know. And so I I also knew after I learned the things that I learned about him that <clears throat> it doesn't change your love for that person. Like, but it also, 
Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It might really. change how you viewed um, other people in uh, relation to Yes, him. in other relationships. And I think another issue that, like, with the daddy issue things is I had I had that, but I always did have this other thing that kind of happened when I was in high school with my dad, which was really very difficult, um, is that he had cancer and he was... Uh, he was trying to find a purpose for his life and he was build these models of these things that they were building in the construction company that he was in charge of and <clears throat> and I would build them with them and it was all good and then he thought well maybe I'll write a little bit about my life you know and he was going to write a book or something because and then he said it's okay it's okay take your time That's he said important. I just want to find a purpose for my life. And I thought, even at 16, I thought, we're not enough for be being your purpose, you know? It was, and I know, like, he never said it to be hurtful, but... It still hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes... I think we all try to find the purpose in our life, but I don't think there's a, a specific accomplishment. That's just my opinion. Yeah, there's like a lot of different things. That a you lot do. of different things. It's it's. I think the per to me, my purpose in my life is to be <clears throat> comfortable with who I am. You know, and it makes me a little sad <clears throat> that perhaps he passed away without ever feeling comfortable with who he was and um and I know going back I think I can go back and say with all honesty my dad had daddy issues because I know that his parents got divorced um when he was young so and that was everything way back that was like back when divorce, when divorce never happened you know and it was so devastating that um he was on his own when he was 16 and his several of his siblings were actually put in an orphanage oh. because his mom couldn't handle it. So, um, so he like lost contact with his siblings and stuff? Uh, or did he no, he, they did all know each other as adults. And I, I know some of them actually live in Florida now. They were mostly from Ohio, but we had met them a few times. Uh, we weren't as close with my dad's side of the family. My mom's side was really um, in closer proximity with us. But it was just like, um, so I guess, you know, this is a great thing for you guys to be doing so that perhaps you won't be taking it generationally down the line and you will perhaps see... Um, Warning signs. Warning signs and what works and what doesn't work and call out behavior that's not acceptable because that, that's something that I don't think that I've done um, until I said enough, you know, mm -hmm. that I'm just done. Um, there were, you know, uh, there were times, uh, I think, before we actually divorced that I... I should have set a lot more boundaries, and um, and I didn't. Um, so, and I think uh, even with you guys, sometimes I think mm -hmm. my boundaries were really like 
Yeah, I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> just all over the place. So um, I think I've gotten a little bit better, but I still think that um, it's an area I'm working on for sure. Yeah. So can I ask, I feel like we definitely found a pinpoint of where the emotion comes in with maybe, uh, I don't want to say a, a bad relationship, but just something that your dad did to really impact you, those words that he yeah. said. How do you think, like, mm, spray me? <laughs> Sorry. I think I think words, I mean, that just goes to prove that words have the most power. Yeah. You know? How do you think it affected you throughout the rest of your life after he said those things to you? I think I probably tried to prove my worth in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By being a people pleaser? Um... <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. And then did you question uh, I, your worth a lot because you thought you were worthless or didn't know your own worth? <laughs> Asking for us. <laughs> Asking oh, yeah, for us. <laughs> Go figure. Damn. <laughs> Notice the theme here, folks. <laughs> yeah. I think it's kind of crazy. I've never heard that story before and it's weird how much it relates to our story because as you can hear in our first episode, we basically felt like we weren't enough for our dad. Mm-hmm. And even though like you're oh, sorry. I'm spraying myself whenever I say like everyone. <laughs> even though um your parents didn't get divorced you still there was still something within that relationship that made you feel like that. Well, and I think it's also important to note that that big cyst that like opened up the Pandora's yeah, box. Pandora's box probably <laughs> likely reacted similarly to how I've reacted to our situation. Which sister? You don't have to say the name, just the first letter, or you could just say like order of age. Uh, the eldest. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. S. Okay, I always get confused. Sometimes I think. <laughs> B. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you think, so I actually, what you were saying really resonated with me because I feel like that's a proper place to say like, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, when your sister told you those things about your dad that changed your um, view of him a little bit, he had already passed and you never got to talk to him or discuss that with him or be angry with him and a lot of times that's how I feel with dad mm-hmm. like um that's how I feel with dad from a young age I felt I could never be angry with him because everyone else was mm-hmm. and I felt bad the underdog and then as when things happened when you guys got back together and it all happened again when he cheated on you again and I was finally going to get my chance to be angry, he got sick. Yeah. And I never got to like be angry with him or have that conversation with him and I feel like it sucks. It's like it takes away the it takes away the clarity, Yeah. you know. And it takes away like all that hard work Growing to a point to where you can confront that person and then it's just taken from you. Yeah, so do you think that's like affected you at all or? 
I think it did. Um, I think it did, but I also think that, like, there I am. Um, I think that it, um, it doesn't, sounds, this sounds cold, but it doesn't matter because I, I have to be okay with me. I don't have to be okay with that other person. And sometimes, um, even though I know it's a useless emotion and this is how it's useless, just an example, I feel guilty if I have negative thoughts about a man who's not here to defend himself. And so that is completely useless. And I know that. Because it's only damaging you. Yeah. It's not helping anything. It's not helping a, a thing. So I try to stay away from those thoughts and just be who he was. He was a fun-loving person and he took care of his kids and he was responsible to a, a certain level. <laughs> and he wasn't perfect, which is And he fun. wasn't perfect because that's is. that's humans, right? Yeah. And so and I really have come to understand that what he said, you know, um you know, that day wasn't directed towards me. It was his own insecurities. And that's a lot of times what we have to look at is that sometimes, and I know that even, um, even especially the second time that dad cheated on me, it was really irritating because I was doing... <laughs> what a word for it. Yeah. It, was more irrit- it was more irritating than heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> because honestly, by that point, okay, I'm just going to say it. I wasn't completely in it anymore either because yeah. I had I had wanted him to move to North Carolina. We had this plan. He he wasn't going to do anything for me. And I and I realized that probably my biggest reason for moving to Texas was that I cared about him. I cared about you guys. I wanted to try to make him better because I knew he was unhealthy before we moved down there. Mm-hmm. You know, there were a lot of glaring signs. Mm-hmm. I did not know to the degree mm-hmm. at all, you know. Yeah. So, you know, it was... It, it wasn't a heartbreak for me. It was an ego break for sure, which maybe Oof. is a good thing, you know, and it was, it was heartbreaking for you guys. I mean, to see that in you guys, I think it was heartbreaking to, you know, it was, it was just, it was so difficult. I had just, again, bought a house and, uh, <laughs> made this commitment. I, I didn't deserve. want a house. And I had made this commitment to buy a house because he needed something to live in that was going to be a certain way. And I was trying to do something to build, yes, with him being sick. And I wanted to create an environment that was conducive for Kaylin and to be able to spend time with her dad and stuff. And it just, so when... Back to the last episode and see how that turned out. worked. (laughs) Exactly. And it was just... And and again, just like I was trying to build stability with with Burger for you guys, it didn't work out. And when I tried to build it with that's because dad, here's the emphasis here: you're trying to get these men to be whatever, yeah, but it, it's to give it stability, stability, and all this stuff. But it, yeah. this was just from. you that was doing anything. They yeah, chose nobody not to. to do. Yeah. yeah, and it's completely like you. You can only do so much, and you did everything you possibly could to set them up for success. They just chose not to. Yeah. <laughs> when your dad said he doesn't feel like 
he has purpose and then you kind of felt like you needed to prove your purpose in uh-huh. relationships. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And <laughs> I think then those two examples are perfect examples of you trying to prove your purpose, whether mm-hmm. it was um, taking care of dad when he got sick or whether it was marrying Burger for stability. Yeah, for yeah. stability for you exactly. guys, yeah. Exactly. So you kind of would put aside like your actual, and that's why by the time that, you know, dad cheated a second time it was just more irritating because it's just like oh, dude yeah. i've <sighs> yeah i've done everything i can at this point like <laughs> yeah. it's out of my head like, <laughs> i don't know what to tell you yeah. like <laughs> you made the bed you know so yeah yeah but i like i liked what you said about um just not taking it personally what your dad said and i think as children it's so easy to look at other people's actions and think that they are about you, mm-hmm. but almost you, always they're, they're about them. It's really just a reflection of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Dad choosing not to come wasn't because we weren't good enough. It was because probably he didn't feel good enough, or mm-hmm. maybe it's because he just didn't feel like it. Yeah. And even then, or maybe he forgot. And then it was a new thing. Your dad saying he didn't feel like he had purpose it had nothing to do with you mm-hmm. it had all everything to do with he didn't feel good enough about himself mm-hmm. yeah so it's just being able to realize that what people say and do is mostly just a reflection of themselves mm-hmm. and then yeah yeah because your dad never said uh you guys are nothing to me and yeah. I have no purpose you know and so now that you have kids do you can you understand where he was coming from when he was saying he didn't feel like he had a purpose even though he had kids like I do I mean I do get what he was saying I mean I think I got that even before I had kids however I don't in in I don't think that my purpose is entirely about you guys. I definitely think that it is my responsibility, you know, and, um, and my pleasure a lot of times to be able to watch you guys grow and, and be successful. But, um, I think that, uh, I think my purpose is, is to be able to be content within myself. Yeah. yeah, and that's what she but, was saying. I think that's what hurt her the most is as an adult realizing yeah. that it was just worry that, that he wasn't content with himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. But can you also understand how, as ch- your children, sometimes you might say something and we take it a completely different way than you yeah. meant it? Yeah. Because we're children brains and we're like, oh, well, no, you're not I'm kids mean, anymore, though. I mean, we're I'm saying okay. <laughs> In the past, like if you would yeah. say something, I'm still to a kid. Yeah, me too. What the heck? <laughs> but like, if um, like you would say stuff like, I feel like a lot of arguments growing up. It was like, I can't believe you just said that to me, and you're like, I didn't say that verbatim. This is what I actually said. But for us, we were having the conversation of, oh, we are worthless to her because uh-huh. of such and such thing. Because you didn't clean the bathroom correctly. <laughs> well, I was trying to help be helpful and I still did it wrong you know what I mean I don't think you ever <laughs> tried I'm not gonna lie oh gosh we won't go there um, anyway um yeah that's I totally get that yeah. yeah just that like our translations of things and our memories of things might be a little bit different yeah um 
But I found what I also find really interesting from listening to your podcast is that you're talking about um, how you saw that moment out on the curb in two completely different ways. And, you know, it's not just the parents that affect it, though. You have you have like you were saying, I've had this many more years of experience. I have I have my friends saying things and everybody from the community so saying things factors, too. So yeah. many external factors that, yeah, it, it can affect your life, but how does it affect your life? And that's what I always thought was really fascinating about, um, and um, this is not a plug or please don't get mad at me, but about <laughs> the way that Landmark looked at things mm-hmm. is that your personality is developed at, um, at a young age and it's from a lot of different factors and it's the thing that you keep telling yourself moving forward in your life and it's and it and it's a repetitive theme and if you don't acknowledge it and i love how she said please don't get mad <laughs> yeah a little bit irritated not gonna lie but it's fine it's fine all right <laughs> um yes no i'm just kidding i'm not irritated i shouldn't say that but i don't you're, not, you're, I don't. you're irritated like the way mom was when dad cheated on her a second time yeah. i'm just Irritated. irritated. I get irritated every day. I couldn't imagine being cheated on and just being like, I'm just irritated. I'm just <laughs> irritated. <laughs> but like, I do feel like at that point in their relationship, it really did just devolve to that point where it's just like, oh, what an inconvenience. You just screwed everything up for the kids, you know? Like this, this isn't so irritating. <laughs> I'm going to use the word irritated in like, such a different way now. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing happens. I'm just irritated. Just irritated. <laughs> All right. Well, we are wrapping things up now. I think that was really interesting to learn a lot. Like, I feel like that's the most I've heard about. Okay. I didn't say I wanted to stop saying like. <laughs> um, I think that that's the most I've heard about our grandpa on that side of the family in one sitting. You know, we kind of have put things together from little snippets here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was really cool to hear about. It's kind of crazy to hear about how his actions shaped you, which then shaped us, and it's just this full cycle. Yeah. Yeah, could you guys break that cycle, please? Probably I definitely not. am going to mess with I'm going to fuck up. my kids. Oh, it's going to be bad. so badly. <laughs> I got this one. I got no tell what's going to happen with that. <laughs> my kids are going to be traumatized. Yeah, for it's, sure. it's inevitable, but I will try, though. Like, anybody yeah. probably like, does. You can be the most perfect parent. I think I said this before. You can be the most perfect parent. Oh, and there's still that end up with, with a serial, serial killer, killer for a kid. <laughs> you can just you can only it do what happens. you can do. You know? Which serial killer had the perfect parent? Do um, we know? Bundy claims that he had like a perfect upbringing. There's some iffy things, but he's got a pretty regular ass life to be as, as bad of a killer as he was. Yeah. There's a few. There's a few that are just like. What happened there, man? Yeah. <laughs> you were, that was a normal ass life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Well, thank you, Mom, for sharing all of that. Yeah, sorry about the emotional stuff. No, don't apologize. I don't feel like. I feel like I didn't do a fun episode either, Gloria. So sorry. I know it's okay. You feel like yours aren't as fun. And, <laughs> no, I feel like mine aren't as fun. Gloria's are usually. Oh, maybe it is just, maybe it is just yourself. You're a little bit harder yeah, on Yeah, I think we're harder on ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I think you did awesome. I think it was necessary, and I think it helps people understand kind of like where we come from and our history and stuff like that. So and why we are the way we are. 
because <laughs> of our dads. Because of our moms, dads, 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 our dads, dads, everybody's everywhere. dads, our friends' dads, man. Just, oh, oh, dude, gosh. I got some story about your dad's dad, too. So <laughs> oh, that'll be another episode, I think. Yeah. All well, right. we well, love you, mom. Thanks again. Yeah. Love we you hope guys. you guys liked the episode. Follow us on social at underscore underscore daddy dot issues on instagram and just don't even go to twitter because i don't do anything it's pretty bad i'm yeah. sorry i'm i'm busy <laughs> <laughs>